0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Nori with you. Let me introduce Elizabeth Eagle. Elizabeth was with me a couple of years ago. She's a light worker, earth angel, spiritual warrior. After retiring from her quality engineering career with IBM, she began following her passion as a photographer, videographer of sacred sites, the paranormal all around the world. She captures orbs, light beams, UFOs on camera, shares these in her YouTube documentaries, books, and websites. One of her books, of course, is called Orbs and Light Beings. She believes that these phenomena are showing up increasingly to help humanity raise its consciousness and move above and beyond fear. She's convinced that orbs, light beams, and UFOs are here to give us hope, and to prove that we are never alone. What a great way to talk about that, Elizabeth. Welcome back.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much, George. Pleasure to be here.
1: How have your last couple of years been?
0: Amazing. I've had such a great time traveling and making videos and documenting my travels and the orbs are communicating even more lately. So it's it's been a really good couple of years.
1: You made a dramatic career shift, didn't you?
0: Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like yes. huge.
1: How, and uh, what made you do that? What happened?
0: Well, I, um, I took a buyout from IBM to follow my husband. He had a new job in Fort Lauderdale. Uh-huh. And then we went to Saudi Arabia for a few years, but um, that got me out of the engineering field. And so uh, then with travel and photography, the orbs just started up more, showing up more. Um, and the UFOs, and so it just felt right, and I just kept following my path, and here I am.
1: Here you are indeed, and you've had some great pictures, haven't you, in a video over the years?
0: Oh, amazing, amazing, and it's just accelerated.
1: Do they come to you, or do you come to them?
0: Both. Um, we communicate with each other. And just for example, I have eight security cameras in my house, and I go back to the monitor, and if I don't see any of them, I call them in. Hey, guys, love you, where you're at? And they'll zip around just that quick. So um, it's, it's phenomenal. And now that they're changing shapes uh, when I'm fil- filming things, I can see that they're stepping up their communications.
1: Elizabeth, William Henry talks a lot about light beings, so let's get your thoughts on light beings first. We'll talk about orbs after that. What are light beings?
0: I believe light beings are a form of consciousness, creative intelligence that are actually alive and consciously communicating with us now. And they take all forms, shapes, sizes, and colors, and they can be everywhere at all times. You but we just can't see them with our naked eye a lot. But more and more with photography, they're showing up, and I do believe they're here to help.
1: Are they like angels?
0: Of course. If, if that's your paradigm and you can relate with an angel, then yes, light beings are angelic, and people have different concepts of what these things are, ghosts, spirits, angels, but I say a rose by any other name is still a rose. They're all light beings.
1: Might they be extraterrestrial?
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, interterrestrial, extraterrestrial. Um, you know, the Space Shuttle Columbia has pictures of them out in space that are three miles wide, and they're, they look like cells. They can be so small. Um, so, and they're interdimensional. So I believe that uh, we don't understand them yet. And I think some scientific investigation would be pertinent.
1: Why do we call them light beings?
0: Well, that's what I call them. Um, and not everyone. Well,
1: you're, you're, but you're not alone.
0: I know, I know. Well, because they're made of light and they're intelligence, which light is illumination, which is education. So they're here to help us um, get to the next level.
1: Kind of describe what they look like.
0: Well, there's all different kinds of light beings. The most popular are orbs, of course, and they're the round spherical type. But then the other types can take all sorts of forms, like an angel, like a person, uh, like a rod, like a dove, like a, a fairy. Um, you name it, and they can look like that. And a lot hmm. of it depends on the person's expectation, uh, if they're filming, pardon me, and they have a certain uh, concept of what this might look like, then for them, that might be what shows up on film.
1: Now, what are orbs, in contrast? Orbs
0: are a form of light being. They're the most common that have been photographed. I can't say they're the most common of light beings, because I think they're an infinite variety. But orbs are, uh, they show up on camera like just a small circle Or, uh, and I do believe they're actually 3D. So when you take a picture and it's a flat circle, I think it's a sphere. And Corey Goode also agrees with that from uh, Cosmic Disclosure. He says there's a sphere being alliance. But um, orbs can have interiors uh, like a cell, they can have a rim around the outside edge, they can have sacred geometrical patterns inside them, Uh, they can have faces. Uh, They can Hmm. be all different colors, and some are hexagonal, and some are diamond-shaped. So if they're a diamond, then it's not really an orb. It's more like a light being. So um, that's the most common kind, but I've seen them so thick that they look like smoke. And then just like you can have a picture with just one huge one in it, or sometimes they're faint. So there's all different ways they show up. And they've been showing up ever since the camera was created.
1: Well, the uh, orbs kind of dart all over the place, uh, don't they? They just you. Push.
0: Well, they fly just like UFOs. They can hover. They can make zigzags. They can, I mean, and they and they, they fly in a blink of an eye. It's like when I'm watching a movie, I can see one, and it flies right by. And so I'll back up the video or the DVD, and I'll take my cell phone, I'll film it, and I'll slow it down, and sure enough, it's an orb. So uh, they can they move uh, just very, very quickly, zip around, um, and then there's the ones that are called rods, light beings that are rods, but they hang out a lot with the round orbs. So, uh, for example, there could be an orb shower happening on my cameras, and I'll have orbs zipping all around with... Uh, rod zipping around, too. And so um, it's just really fun. I, I, you know, it's more fun for me to watch my security camera than a DVD half the time.
1: Now, they seem to be showing up more and more these days. Is it because of what's happening worldwide? What, what do you think the reason is for this?
0: Well, I believe it is because of what's happening worldwide and the collective consciousness of fear and people being uh, without hope. And because of digital photography, they show up more. And because Mm -hmm. people are becoming more aware of them, they show up more. It's like if they know you're watching for them, they'll show up more. They like your attention. And so I believe that's why they are showing up more. Same with the UFOs. And the orbs show up with the UFOs. So I think there's a symbiotic relationship there. But yes, I do believe it's because of this global uh, emergency that we've created, that um, people need help, they need hope, and they need to know we're never alone at that the power that people believe they have is not the real power. The real power is uh, more spiritual.
1: Some photographs, primarily of film, these orbs will show up floating over people's heads and stuff, but you don't see them when you're taking the picture. Why
0: is that? Well... Um, Probably because of the frequency. It's like you can't hear a whistle that a dog hears because that's a different frequency.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: Our eyes can't pick up certain frequencies and that's why they show up more on infrared cameras. But, for instance, at a funeral or other times when you don't see them, but people are taking pictures and they're thinking about the individual sending love and that kind of thing, they show up. It's like my sister showed up at her wake. And this was before I was really into orbs or anything, and she just showed up as this glow of light. So she was a light being, and I do believe it was her.
1: Interesting take on that. Well, let me ask you this then with... The technology that is available to us today, what is better to capture these things, both well, the light beams and the orbs?
0: Any kind of cameras, how I, I believe it. Um, infrared is very helpful, but uh, the, the key is taking lots and lots of pictures. Um, if you don't take a picture, you won't find an orb. Um, digital cameras are wonderful, but they also show up on disposable underwater cameras. Or high tech, I've got a Nikon uh, Quick Pick P900 with the 83 optical zoom. And they show up like on that too, but they're not any clearer than they are on other cameras. So a lot of it has to do with intention, but the biggest thing is the frequency of the pictures you take. Because if you don't take a bunch, you're not going to get a bunch.
1: That's an interesting take. Now, these orbs are generally small. And a lot of people have said, uh, Elizabeth, that there's spirits or souls of departed. What do you think?
0: Well, there could be. I believe that life is eternal and souls never die. Therefore, there are uh, millions, trillions, whatever, around us at all times. It's like the bombs at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those souls just didn't disappear. And so I do believe that orbs can be spirits. I don't know that they all are the same thing, but it's been proven that when uh, a person dies, uh, it loses a gram or so of weight. The person actually loses weight when they die, and I do believe that that's their spirit leaving, and people have recorded orbs leaving people's bodies at the time of their death.
1: We're going to take calls next hour with Elizabeth Eagle, and if you've seen orbs or check in with us, with the light beings, are there any entities that try to combat the light beings? Like, is there, you know, a dark force that comes after them?
0: Well, not that I've ever witnessed, but because the duality and everything has, you know, if you know up, you need to know down, I do believe that there is an opposite to them, but I've never experienced that. I've never witnessed it. I've never had a negative experience with an orb or a light being and I'm grateful for that because I do believe there can be the other side and that there is. I'm just protected by the light, so I don't I don't have to experience that.
1: Do they have a mission? The orbs and light beings?
0: I believe they have a mission to remind us of who we really are, that we're not these skin suits, that what we are and who we are is is much more than anybody could even imagine and unlimited which the orbs are as well, so I do believe they communicate with us, even if we're not aware of it, in, in dreams, in thoughts, through a song, you know, they give messages to us, whether we're aware of them or not, I just happen to be aware of them.
1: You've got these videos and pictures on your website uh, that uh, we've got linked up at coasttocoastam.com, Elizabeth. How did you first start seeing them? What happened?
0: Well, the most dramatic first time, uh, I was about 20, and I was out in my mom's yard looking for UFOs with my little brother, and out from the tree line came a basketball size orb or light being. It was just so bright. Came out from the tree line, took a 90-degree turn. Slowly,
1: slowly, I guess. Pardon? Was it coming out slowly?
0: No, it was flying. It was going it was. fast. It okay. came out, took a 90-degree turn down the tree line, and then right down by the road took another 90-degree turn and zipped off. And, but it was big. I mean, it wasn't like a small little tiny orb. It was, it was a baseball, a basketball size, a glowing bright light, but it wasn't like a searchlight or a beam. It was just unmistakably something communicating.
1: Now, these uh, connections between what we've seen, light beans or orbs over crop formations, where some people actually think that the orbs have made the crop formation. What do you think of that?
0: They do make them. And on my one website, livinglightbeings.com, there's a video link that shows. Uh, this is in England by Oliver's Castle, and this guy was filming, and these two... Orbs go in a circular motion around the field, and you can actually see the field uh, compress and shrink and create the crop circle. And so then after he did that, he went to the pub and he showed all his friends that same night right after it happened, so it couldn't have been graphics. And when you look at it, it's not graphics. It's amazing. So they, I believe they create them with sound and light frequency um, that affects the crops, in, in, and that they are communicating with these crop circles in, in no uncertain terms.
1: These orbs can they be directed to do things, or do they just act on their own?
0: I believe they act on their own. I don't think they take orders from any higher power. Um, other, you know, I think they're
1: other uh, than God. I guess.
0: Yes, they're one with God. I do believe, as we all are. Um, but no, I don't think I can say, hey, you know, go over here. My friend Grace Butler, who helped with publishing my book, uh, there's a picture on the back cover of the book that gentleman is holding out his hand and there's an orb right above it. Well, she told him to hold out his hand, but she did not tell the orb to go there, but it did voluntarily.
1: What is the Space Shuttle Columbia, God rest the death soul, tether incident?
0: Well, back in 96, uh, the... The the Columbia it was um, mission STS seventy five, and they were trying to deploy a satellite along a twelve mile tether, and the tether broke away from the shuttle Columbia, and the Columbia drifted and it was filming this tether, and in the pictures and it's on my website, it's in the book. Uh, there are orbs. All going all over the place, coming right up next to the tether, uh, they look sort of like pack men, uh, round with kind of like a mouth, and they 're moving all over and uh, David serrated did an analysis based on the length of the tether uh, and the size of the orbs behind the tether, and determined they could be a minimum of two to three miles wide and If they were further wow. behind the tether, they could be even larger so here we have. Uh, photographic evidence from NASA from 96, which is 24 years ago, uh, proving that these orbs are at least two to three miles wide. So uh, that's pretty cool, and I don't know why so much is suppressed that NASA picks up on camera. All I know is that if that happened 24 years ago, their technology with cameras has definitely increased, and um, I, I would love to go inside their vaults and check out their... What they really
1: have. Elizabeth, do the light beans or the orbs get involved in events to affect the events? I mean, I've always heard that ETs, for example, can't change the outcome of an Earth event. They're not to get involved. What about these entities?
0: Well, all I know is that they've disarmed nuclear missiles.
1: They have. Yeah,
0: they've disarmed a lot of nuclear missiles, and they'll be circling around the silos, and they'll go dead. And then after they leave, they can come back on to functioning, or other times they can't be functional at all. So I've got videos on that, too. It's fascinating. But I, And they also show up at natural disasters, such as the tsunamis and uh, volcanic eruptions. You can see them, and I think they're there to uh, reduce... The effects of these things. Like if they're flying in and out of volcanoes while there's an eruption, I do believe they're trying to help people. I don't think that they can actually cause an eruption or stop an eruption, but maybe they could mitigate the circumstances. And they have been seen uh, exchanging energy with chemtrails, so possibly they're trying to neutralize the toxins that are in the trails.